You are now listening to Between Us Girls, the podcast, where we discuss life's fuckeries and then some over wine. find us on SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, and iTunes. And today we are going to be talking about why women dislike each other in the workplace or outside of the workplace. And this show is brought to you by LipSense, the premier product of Syngents, and it is unlike any conventional lipstick stain or color. As the original long-lasting lip color, it's waterproof does not kiss off, smear off, or rub off, and it lasts until you take it off. Ooh, until you take it off? Take it off, chick. Can I say that? <laughs> it lasts. Yeah, it lasts and lasts and lasts. I'll say personally that it definitely lasted until like probably 5 p.m. the next day. <laughs> like I was wearing sweatpants, t-shirt, and a bright lipstick. <laughs> a raggedy bun in my hair and this full mouth of color. <laughs> I looked completely ridiculous. So it definitely does what it says it's going to do. And you can create your own color palette by combining colors from over 50 shades. Uh, there's also a money back guarantee on all orders. So what we want you to do is we have a distributor. Her name is Amanda Corbin. And you can go to facebook and search all things beauty in the public groups it's a black and gold you'll see it you tell her that you got the word from bug between us girls and you get 15 percent off with the code between us and we'll also put this info in the show notes so check that out and you can also get details on how to become a distributor if you want to make that money girl and then you don't have to take it off anymore. You what did to take it off? What did Cardi B say? I don't have to dance no more. I got I money moves or whatever. Oh yeah, I got money moves. Like oh. <laughs> Why she sound retarded when she sings? I love that song though. I do too, but oh she sounds God. like special ed. Okay, never mind. <coughs> she got them red bottoms, them blood, them blood shoes. <laughs> oh God. Aww. I'm sorry. I mean, people, but people seem to like that song, though. I like it actually, but I just I hate how her mouth looks like when she's singing. She really can't help it. I mean, I I actually I appreciate her having her teeth fixed. That's all I'm gonna say. Oh my god. So this week we have a fan of the week. Last week, fan of the week would not have a fan of the week. This week we got fan of the week. Kyle Booker, aka Kent. Chalet. I don't know. What the hell is what that name? What does that mean? I don't know where he come with that name from. Like, I don't even know. You know Kyle is weird as fuck. He's so fucking weird. But we love you. Like, real talk. Kyle, you are loved. Like, he always, like, sharing our uh, posts and our episodes and stuff. And he listens and he posts up stuff in our group. So, 
Right. Yeah. So like he's active. Like we appreciate you, dude. And then he also, you know, he contributes to our secret confession inbox by sending messages from emails addresses that have his name on it. But and that doesn't. Why would you, first of all, why would you really say that secret. when it's a secret? Like <laughs> real quick. What the fuck? This shit is supposed to be anonymous. Like, it's supposed and to be you, anonymous. And you sit up here let this shit out, like because you, first of all, his I, I believe he only did that. To, to fuck with us. You know he was giggling <laughs> while he typed it. I don't even believe what he said, but anyway. What are we drinking? What are we sipping on? Okay, we are sipping on Monte Savion Blanc, and I have one contact on tonight, so... Uh, read it, read it. It's a 2016... <laughs> oh, Lord. Oh, that much is small. <laughs> Please help her. It's a 13% alcohol by volume. It just says it's a Chilean white wine. Yeah. It's a Savion Blanc, yeah. Yeah, that's my favorite grape. Monte. Well, I don't know now. Like I'm i I'm really like into the Pinot Noir Rose right now. But is that that's the other one? Yeah, that's the other one. Okay, that you I can't have. take that home. No, I'm taking that home. <laughs> okay. Anyway. But yeah, I really um yeah, I love Savion Blanc, but mm. we'll we will judge this one at the end. Right. So we'll rate it on appearance, taste, and some other shit and let you know. Body and finish. <laughs> and then we're going to do a maximum score per person of 25. So, right. um, yeah. Yeah, we'll let you know how we like it at the end. If it was good or not. Or no. All right. So we have a guest with us. <laughs> Ms. And she's just as cute as a button, too, by the way. Ms. Devereaux Walton, etiquette and image consultant at The Poise Pursuit, who specializes in helping entrepreneurs and executives to advance their companies and careers, using the power of etiquette and style as tools to help them achieve ultimate success. Welcome, Devereaux. <laughs> that was so dramatic. Thank you. Thank you so much. I'm happy to be here with y'all. You're welcome. So what is your Zodiac sign so that we can properly stereotype you? <laughs> sure. Stereotype away. I'm a Sagittarius. Ah, oh, okay. Oh. Oh. Man, y'all sound fucking <laughs> <laughs> depressed. <laughs> You're like, oh, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, it's cool. It's cool. She's cool. We still like you. Yes. <laughs> and we're excited that you came on our show today. So I'm just going to ask you a couple of questions about the poise pursuit, and then we're going to jump into our panel topics of uh, why there's so much competition among women in the workplace, and do women really dislike each other overall, and how can we change that? So are you ready for your super serious mini interview? <laughs> of course, of course. Let's get to it. Okay, so first question uh, what made you start the prep pursuit? Yeah, that's a great question. So the prep pursuit started two years ago. Um, I just had my anniversary this week and it really started as a style inspiration blog. So I was just sharing a lot of style inspiration around preppy style, how to be preppy, but not super casual um, in a, a dressed up conservative way. And it was just a blog. So I was doing a lot of outfit posts 
And that really evolved into sharing style tutorials and, and tips on how to pair outfits together. And I really wanted to expand into a lifestyle topic. And so I thought about the preppy culture and just the lifestyle and etiquette is actually a huge part of that. And so I started really digging into etiquette, learning the principles, um, was able to start my YouTube channel and, and started sharing some advice on etiquette and style. And that really kind of just morphed into the poise pursuit. So now I have the blog, the prep pursuit and the poise pursuit as well, where I'm able to help people and give them that one-on-one -on -one consultation as well as working with workshops and groups as well. Okay. And so I guess my question is, who do you think can most benefit from your services? Like after listening to our show, like, would you say that I should come to etiquette training? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> you know, it's so funny being an etiquette coach. Usually once I say that, someone's immediate response to me is, how am I doing? Or how am I dressed when they know I'm a stylist? But it's really no judgment zone. Um, so unless I'm offered or I'm working with a client, I'm not going to be scoring someone on their appearance or their mannerisms. Um, but my ideal client is someone who has either recently launched a business or is really just going through a transition in life, looking for a new job. Maybe you just lost weight. You just had a baby, whatever it is, and you're ready to just kind of hit the refresh button. You want to refresh your style. You want to go to the next level. And etiquette and style is a way to do that, to really increase your presence and increase how people are perceiving you, which does make a really big difference in the corporate environment. What about transitioning genders? That is... <laughs> oh, my God! What? <laughs> Um, that is, well, you know um, what, they might need help too, though. <laughs> <laughs> that's probably um, a, a pretty common occurrence. That's oh. not something I specialize in. I really more so focus on the corporate, the business side of professional dress, <laughs> professional attire, and then personal style on the weekends. But I primarily do help women. So women that are maybe in their 20s, 30s, or 40s and are just ready to take their life to the next level. Well, she said, like, in a transition, yeah. that was my thought. So. I mean, I think Danielle asked that simply because we see people talking about, um, like, Caitlyn Jenner, for instance, and they're like, man, I don't feel like she's committed to really looking like a woman. <laughs> so <laughs> I, guess it's, I guess it's like someone with your expertise would be able to help a transitioning a woman, you know, to Man. look her best yeah. and really look as feminine as possible. So I'll, I don't even know where I'm going. You try to clean it up for me. I'm trying to fix it. Well, you're like, what about a trans woman? What the hell? Oh, anyway. Okay. So <laughs> I'm sorry, Deborah. Thank you so much for coming. Well, thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. <laughs> okay. So. You know, you wanted to talk about uh, kind of how women treat each other and the dislike of, you know, women. Because I know I deal with this at work myself. Um, I feel like everyone is kind of an undercover hater of each other. So how did that kind of become one of your missions? Yeah, it's actually um, a really common situation. And I don't think it's intentional for 
women to be catty towards each other. But what tends to happen, I think, the more that women are going to higher positions or climbing the corporate ladder, they feel like there are less spots at the top available. So you're vying for the selective spots and it's a competitive nature where I think your guard goes up. Um, and not all women are that way. I actually have worked with several women um, throughout my career that have been supportive and kind in the workplace and they're really great role models for a lot of the younger employees. But unfortunately, it's, it's a stereotype and in some areas and some fields, it's much more common, um, for example, business and legal. Well, I actually think that I don't see anything wrong with there being competition in the workplace. Like, I feel like that's the place where you, you must not have it at your work. I mean, you can yeah. be competitive, but do you but have not to hateful. be? I don't. Well, I think that you should be competitive in the workplace because, I mean, you you do have to say, OK, yeah, this is me. I want to move up. And in order for you to move up, you have to, like, put in extra work. You have to go the extra mile. You don't necessarily have to put anybody else down to do that but I feel like within the workplace you should be, there should be a little bit of competition well I agree with that but I feel yeah. like there's a way to be competitive like you don't have to be just overtly hateful to no, but your I subordinates people who you see you know could potentially become successful mm -hmm. those are the people that I think these specific type of women those are the ones that they go after oh, you look like you might take my spot. Let me do whatever I possibly can do to mess it up or take you out. Mm. That, that I don't like. I, I, do you, coming from where I work at, like the, this career business school stuff, I have never worked at a place where they are so cutthroat, like the women, the men. But going back to the women, you know, I have a good example of that. We, I just I have a new boss, and it just happens to be a lady, and that's my boss. And um, I remember someone made a comment about, oh, you going out to eat with her. And I was like, well, she's my boss. <laughs> what do you want me to do? And then I started hearing things about me dealing with her, you know, and mind you, this is my boss. This is who I report to. But people started talking about it, being hateful and saying you know, ugly things like, oh, yeah, she's trying to kiss her ass and all this other stuff. And it's like, I'm not trying to take your place. I don't want your place because it's already crappy. So I don't want it. So why are you being hateful about it? There's a, like you said, there's a difference between a competition. Woman? Huh? This yes, is another it's woman. another woman. And, and it's like, I don't want your place. You already have a lot going on. Why would I want it? <laughs> and, and second of all, like, like you said, competition is very different than just being hateful. Being hateful is you know making stupid comments making comments that they really don't even know about like situations that are happening but you don't know anything about what's truly going on um and and, and just making it worse because they're spreading it everywhere that's what's really ugly is when they start spreading it all around you know the campus which is even even worse for me but they're savages and i will never ever 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 again work in that kind of never, environment ever 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 ever, ever, ever. ever. <laughs> I guess that, I mean, it's sort of been my experience, but not so much. Like, I mean, I've been, in my experience, it has been competitive and it hasn't necessarily been hateful. And also, I don't really take much to heart. But that's so. what I was going to say. You're a different type of person. Like for you, you're like, okay, 
where Jenner, I might be like, I feel affronted, you know, yeah. like, so it's like, if that's what you want to do, that's what you want to do. But I mean, I don't, I don't have any control <laughs> over what it is that you do. I can't control your behavior. I can only control myself. So that's how I look at it. So if you want to go out and say hateful things to me, that's, that's on you. Like, I don't have nothing to do with that. Well, okay. I remember when Michael Phelps won that award and that meme came out, the other swimmer was looking at him. I feel like in competition, if you are the, your very best, just be that, that same best. Don't worry mm -hmm. about what somebody else is doing. So for those women who are at work going, well, let me make sure that I still have my job. Because this lady that I now report to, um, she kind of made a comment that was weird. She was like, this is my time. Y'all's time is coming to me and another female coworker. And we were just like, what are you talking about, though? You know, because, like, we don't even really see you. You're not even here. We're just here to work. So do you feel like it's, like, you have to play the game in order to advance? Probably. I mean, I guess maybe that's why I don't never advance. Because I'm like, y'all don't get to fuck out of my office with this shit. Yes. Very <laughs> much so. Like, I... I don't have time for this. I'm just here to work and make my money and go home. So, Deborah, what do you think about playing the game? And I think that's what tends to happen the higher you go. There's more politics involved and not as much of a meritocracy. It's not based on performance. It's based on the politics. Yes. And so I think that's where the level of insecurity comes in. But when you think about young risers, like shining stars, younger employees that are just killing it and sometimes their managers or their bosses are trying to put them down or make sure their work isn't seen that's envy that's jealousy and it's unfortunate because we should be able to as women lift up other women we're still a minority in certain professional fields and even though there are numbers there's tons of statistics about women coming out of college we're it's earning more advanced degrees. We're in the top of the educational areas, but in the workplace, there are still so few of us in very high positions. So over time, hopefully that will change, but there's more room than just one or two spots at the top. Right. Right. There's more than, there's more room than just your one position, you know, like I could go work in a different department. I don't even have to talk to you. You know, what's interesting is that, um, there's a situation that happened just this past week at my job, but it was not with a, another woman. I mean, it was with an, a man that was actually taking credit for uh, work being done between my manager and myself. Mm. So, I mean, again, like I haven't had that experience where it's been like just, I mean, I kind of have, but like a little bit on the light side with other women in a competitive position, but like, I don't, I don't see it as anything because I see in the workplace it is competitive and it's supposed to be competitive to me. Well, I think my issue is that it's not just in the workplace, though. No, you I mean, know, if you, it's kind of like outside, across the board. Outside the workplace, to me, it's like a whole different arena because outside the workplace, you know, women compare themselves or ourselves to one another. You don't think that's happening at work? I mean, I do, but I mean, I see it as acceptable in that arena at work because you compare, I'm comparing my work to your work and who, who is going to actually do the better work or do the better job, you know, like, so to me, that's where it's acceptable to have that 
competition. You know, as far as outside of that, like as far as looks, I mean, all this looks in, you know, how you dress and, you know, where you go and how you have this bag and these shoes and, you know, whatnot. Like to me, that's like all relative to taste. Right. You know, but yeah. when you when you have work, it's actually like, you know, do you have the numbers? Are you performing? So that's why I see it as an acceptable arena for uh, competition. I totally get that. But I think all that can be translated to outside of work, too, because not to say we do it, but some women, their main objective in life is to just be the best woman, compete for men's attention and, you know, like all that stuff. So like you said, do you have the numbers? You know, what do you have? So how many guys do you have following you around trying to fuck you or this and that? I like just that feel like it can all translate to... Your Instagram followers? <laughs> the IG <laughs> models? How many, how many IG followers do you have? Yeah. You know, so Devereaux, like, what do you have to say about how that translates to outside of, you know, the workplace? Yeah, unfortunately, um, social media, in my opinion, has really done us a disservice because people are just so superficial uh, but I think, you know, with reality TV, there's this false reality or this false belief that it's okay to just say one thing and do something else. Um, so that just keeps getting reinforced in society. But I think um, in terms of being competitive, you know, just like you said, um, it's all relative. So what someone likes in terms of their look or how they carry themselves or where they're eating or living on the right side of town, somewhat depending on who you're talking to, what you have going on is either a good thing or a bad thing. So it's like, how are you measuring your standards and your self-worth? And I think that really, it starts in you, because if you're trying to please everyone else, you'll never be able to accomplish that. Mm-hmm. You'll never be happy either if you're right. trying to please everybody else, because right, I mean, you're exactly. not filling your own cup. Right. Yeah. That's so important. I feel like we're about to get off topic, but I love that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's so important. I don't want to talk about self-love again. But, <laughs> but I think, like like she said, it's just like, you know, how can you be comparing yourself to the next woman? Because we're not the same. It's like, it's just like comparing your life situations to, like, let's say, you know, because none of us are married. Um, someone who's married might be like, oh, well, that's a shame, and then make a comparison between their life and ours, and it's like, we don't live the same life. We don't have the same ideas or things like that. Well, you know, to to touch on the married thing, you know, a lot of married women, like, they act as if, you know, they are like the cream of the crop. Like yeah. They're better they than the single ones. Because they're married. And, and that's they, that competition right. thing. And so they, and it's like, oh, look at you, peasant. You're unmarried. Yeah. You're unmarried. <laughs> you're, unmarried. <laughs> you're a peasant. Oh no, you're no not man has come to Nobody claim wants you. Yet. you. <laughs> Nobody wants you. Yeah. What's, what's wrong with you? you? Because you're not a fucking lady. That's what's wrong right. with you. Right. You've like, been, you're unclaimed <laughs> and unnamed. Ash just out here and in the you, street. Your eyebrows look like that. Like You're unworthy of marriage. Like, that's why that's why you ain't got no man because your eyebrows because your eyebrows because your eyebrows is fucked up or right? like like you know that thing like where we always say not we but like women always say that's why you can't keep a man yeah like who gives a fat fuck about that let that nigga go loose but that but that's another thing about it is that like there's there's this whole that's completely off topic like this whole notion of 
being able to keep a man. Like, yeah. you, because I have a man and I'm married, I can keep him or whatever, blah, blah, blah. So that makes me automatically better than you because you're single and you're going through guy after guy after guy and nothing is working for you. So um, you're a slut. Yeah, and I'm better than <laughs> Then you start hoe shaming because, yeah. because, you know, women are just. Hoe is life, though. No, women like, are very hateful. <laughs> but you know what I don't understand is like some of those same married women have affairs. And they or hopes. they're unhappy, right? So like you're talking about somebody who's unattached. No, but they judge you because like you're unattached, and it might be envy too because they're like, bitch. But yeah, you know, married people want to be single. Yeah, single people want to be married. The grass like, is always greener. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, on the other side, always, 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 always. Right. Yeah. So what do you think we can do to like kind of stop that narrative? the competitive just overall yeah. you know, career and well, outside. I really I really like the point Danielle made. I think competition can be healthy and it's something that you use to strive for success. You should be competing against yourself first and foremost. But um, you know, looking at other employees or other team members or colleagues, you can try to do different things, not necessarily to compete directly with them, but to make yourself stand out. So if you think of different fresh ideas or what you can do to maybe go above and beyond the job, um, you know, a team I was recently working with, they had to do performance reviews and a lot of the employees just noted down their responsibilities and tasks. But when you're able to do your job plus more, you're probably going to be seen in a much more positive light. You'll get the promotions, you'll get the opportunities for the projects or assignments that are a bigger deal and they'll have more visibility. I think another thing we can do as women is to give back, find someone that you can mentor if you're in the position with more experience. And if you're looking for a mentor, just be humble when you're reaching out. But I think as women, when you can find someone that you can relate with, that's the best mentor that you can probably have in your career overall. You know, I'll say this about, um, attempting to mentor maybe a younger um, co-worker or somebody that you see that might need some mentoring, a lot of times they get defensive. Like, I don't need you to tell me how to do anything. Like, uh, for instance, there was a girl I work with that I was like, you know, you can't really do that. Kind of like what happened in Insecure last season when um, Molly tried to talk to the girl in her office. Oh, and yeah. And she, she was just like. code switching. Yeah. Why you hating? They like what I'm doing. And she's like, but I'm really trying to help you. So mm-hmm. it's like a lot of the time, you know, you try to, I'm just, I'm just trying to, I'm not trying to counter all your points. I promise. <laughs> um, but a lot of time you run into that too, is it's like, okay, so at what point am I able to offer what I know? Cause I've been through it already. I'm trying to help you. I think that's more of that. Oh, she's trying to compete with me theme. Well, on the, to that point of insecure, her stance was, you know, this is how I spoke in my interview. They accepted me like this in the interview. This is why I have the job. So now why would I change who I am when they've already accepted me for who I am? So I get her point in insecure. So it's like I was talking I was talking hood in right. the interview and then so you think I'm just gonna magically switch up when I get here and I'm gonna be a different person? Like no, this is this is what the fuck you bought. So hey, Danielle. What? <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's like, you know, so I'm so to the point in insecure, like I mean I get 
her stance for being defensive in in that situation because it's like this is who I am they accepted me I think one of the things also that like I do you know like I said it's been a lot of flashback with this new boss that I have um she's much older and every time I see her I, I see her like my mom actually which is really weird because mm -hmm. she's much older she's in her 50s um but one of the things that um that I, I do like to do like like sh like you said mentor um I'm not a mentor but I do talk to them about how what she likes and what um she's not going to tolerate and I think one of the things that I try to get them to do is to be positive um, about what they're doing with the company, um, who they're working for. And then I also try to explain to them and help them out um, as far as, you know, how to do their job to where our, our boss is not on them like that, mm -hmm. you know, and instead of telling them, oh, you're not going to succeed because she's very cutthroat, y'all. Like, I'm serious. She's very cutthroat. But I want them to succeed as they have jobs, they have kids, they have mortgages, rent. I don't want anyone to fall. Mm -hmm. So my thing is, I think one of the things that we can do as women, you know, is share your best practices that you have at work as well mm -hmm. and see if it can work for them. Um, and that's what I do. I, I try to at least because you do. You do get some to be like, I don't need your help. <laughs> you know what? I'm just wondering, like, how do you balance that? Like, um, how do you remain competitive at work and also try to help your fellow team member. Just always do more than yeah. you're supposed to be doing. Right. You, you, you always have to stay. Go so above you, and beyond, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you never give them everything. No, I'm not even saying that. Teach these people how to do the job. But but you learn more. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. You have to mm -hmm. then say, okay, well, then maybe you can help me. Yep. I'm not saying create a subordinate, but now you have a little bit of a backup. Yes. Hey, do you think maybe you could do this while I go do X, Y, Z? Mm -hmm. Like, I have a lot of responsibility at work. I complain about it regularly, but I have a lot of responsibility. And um, one thing I learned when I was in my 20s, I was working at a law firm, and I was so overwhelmed. My boss was like, well, why didn't you tell me you needed help? And I was like, well, I don't know, because I've just, you know, always been the type of person to just do it myself. So he brings in some help. I trained her, gave her all the tools, and then I got fired. <laughs> and she took my fucking job. <laughs> so that's a that's like a real concern, like right. You know. So at this point, now I'm just like, okay. So if I if I need help, I need it to first of all, I need to be. I mean, it wasn't even valid at the time. I would think I was just fucking off or something. I don't even remember. But if I need if I say I need help, I, I'm gonna say I only need help until I get caught up on X Y Z, and then you can get your ass out of here, and I'm gonna do my job. Yeah, I think going back to um, the point you mentioned, um, Danielle and, and Jennifer, around like giving advice and helping someone else, I think it's based on how you're framing the conversation. Um, and Insecure, if she had maybe started it out by saying, you know, this is what you're doing well, um, you know, these are things that you're really just hitting up the park, start with praise. And then give Sandwich a little method. bit of the feedback or the constructive criticism and then end with praise. So that's a really great way to give feedback as well. But I think someone will be a little bit more just open to hearing your ideas and suggestions if they hear what they're doing well first, because then you're like hooked them in. They're listening. <laughs> yeah, I love the sandwich method. I love it. 
and Danielle's always like, I don't know how to fucking do that. I just say shit. And I'm no, like, no. like I, I just get straight to the point. Like, I don't have time for all this extra. If I got to think about it, like, so I'm you, really going to make But why this. would you have to think about saying something positive and nice? You have to think about the nice Danielle, things. Yes, going, I do. We're going to do the sandwich <laughs> exercise with you. Okay. Oh, like, she's looking okay. like... <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I love, love, love that you said that. That is so dope. And then, you know, they also have to want to be yeah, able to they receive be it. Able to, yeah. They have to be receptive. You can, yeah, exactly. They, because some of them do not. Just like I was saying about. And that's out of your control, you know? Mm-hmm. So if they don't want the help or the advice when they need it, or they could improve with your expertise and your assistance, then you've done all you can do. And at that point, you just have to let it go. But at least you did try. Right. Right. Most definitely. Are you having flashbacks? Work? work Yes. I've had had a lot of these types of issues. Me too. You know, and maybe it's because. Our attitude. Do you think that's what it might be? Well, you know what? At work, I don't really have lies. Lies. You already telling. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't even got that already telling. <laughs> that, is, that is a lie. I don't even know what it is. But it's like, <laughs> no, what you about to say, you about to tell a lie. Come on. She probably, I was. I was about to be like, I'm totally nice at work. That's a lie. That I'm is a damn <laughs> lie. Whatever. But it's because I go there to do my job. I'm not there to be like, hey, girl, you want to have a happy hour? <laughs> Like, if you happen to like me and want to go to happy hour, that's cool. You're probably dysfunctional. But, <laughs> you know, but but that's how that's actually how you move up, though, is you have to build relationships with people at work. I mean, that's part of the game. I build relationships with people. I mean, I don't maybe know. not. Maybe not. That's the, how the old boys club does it. The old boys club. Yes. They're going to the bars after yes. work and they're all hanging out. And then when it's time for those assignments, just like Danielle said, it's going to be the people that were at the bar that get selected. <laughs> but, you know, I didn't have any problems in my department until all of my supervisors had a vagina. Yeah, but it's always the women. I, whenever whenever mm-hmm. it was only men running our department, and I hate to say it, I was on my way up. Mm, I have an excellent relationship with my manager. But you guys are different. Like you, and she, and she gets me. Yeah, you guys are different. <laughs> like, oh my god! But you see, you also you also have you know a really legit schedule. You have a little bit of flexibility there. You know, I don't have that. Yeah. But when I had male supervisors, it was like you're doing your job. Your job is more is the most important thing here, and it's getting done. And now it's like, so can I, I saw that your eyebrows ain't tweezed correctly. I need you to sign the policy on appearance so can i say that male okay so male managers supervisors whatever you want to call them they really have a tunnel vision they don't look at everything and pick apart little things so their focus is just get the work done and we're good when you have a a female manager supervisor whatever she looks at everything that's just so different from my experience I promise. Because you ignore things that are happening around you. No, I'm saying like, uh, well, okay, I'll say, no, not even that, but. um, Lies being told. No, I would say one manager that I had in my early 20s, like, she was extremely rude, but once I checked her, 
we were but you just gotta build relationships with people you do have to build relationships with people i built a relationship with her manager and but i'm i'm saying that because (laughs) i haven't done anything different than that though yeah but well what i was actually going to say was that my experience has been different in the sense of having a female woman manager and they pick apart everything or like nitpick or look over everything or whatever versus uh, a man manager. Now, I've had two, one or two um, guys that have been my manager and they were pretty lax. And the rest of the women, like one woman that I had to, as a manager, she was a complete hard ass. She didn't take any fucking shit and she would cuss you out on a drop, on a drop, a drop of a dime straight up. But you got your shit done. Like she would, she respected you when you got your shit done, and you went above and beyond. So there's, there's always that. It's like, okay, I know that I have earned this lady's respect, and if, if I do something fucked up, she's gonna call me on it. See, like but gotta, I wouldn't have a problem with that. Though. Yeah, I don't. That's what like I'm saying. That, like that, I, I would not have. I don't an have issue a problem with. with that. Like that's, she's probably the toughest, sweetest, fair. Yeah, she was very mm-hmm. fair. Like when. I had an issue with um, my nieces and everything. She gave, she she. I told her about what was going on. She cut me a check in her office and was like, "Here, go buy them bed." That's what I'm saying. Like, I would not have a problem because it sounds like like she's a good person, but she don't. She just don't want no bullshit. She, no, she's not gonna take no shit. She cuts out every fucking body. And that is how <laughs> I like to operate at work. I'm like, okay, I came here to do a job. We all have our role to play. Let's do that so that we can cut out most of the fat. We don't need all this extra shit. But and that's why I have an issue with the sandwich mes- method. Okay. Because the, but, extra, but, but, the, the but, fat. But here's why the sandwich method isn't, it's not for you. The sandwich method isn't for you. It's, it's for, for the, the person, person you're talking yeah. to because you don't know how that person is going to reply to you. You could be talking to somebody who's mentally unstable. You want to die today? You can try it. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> Deborah, she doesn't understand. I'm a thug in these streets. <laughs> It sounds like you run the office, Danielle. You run the, the whole show. I run shit. Thank you for recognizing that. <laughs> but talking about building relationships with people, but like, why are you talking to me? Why are you talking to me? Exactly. Build build a relationship on my motherfucking time. Like, I ain't got time for this other shit. Like, oh my god. <laughs> when I want to talk to you, speak. <laughs> You notice you're the only one chuckling at that? <laughs> Shit is funny as fuck, son. <laughs> Gonna laugh. Can we get some space in this bitch? No. No. Ugh. Anyway, so um, <laughs> moving on. Okay, so uh, why don't you tell everybody where they can find you? Sure. Well, thank you for allowing me to join y'all today. I had a great time. Um, If you're interested in learning more about my services, my website is www.thepoisepursuit.com. All my social media links are The Poise Pursuit, and I'm on YouTube as The Prep Pursuit. Your YouTube channel was so cute. I was like, oh, <laughs> thank look you. At her. And the little back, the little background had all the props. I was like, see, this is how you got to do it. <laughs> Okay, well, we appreciate you coming, and I will definitely be calling you for 
etiquette services because I know I'm a little unpolished, but it's cool. We're all going to enroll. <laughs> we got to get ready for TV. <laughs> so hide your link from Danielle because <laughs> I'm going to have to kick her ass. <laughs> and how did everyone like this wine? It's got me a little bit warm. So I think the... I mean, we've been drinking it for like two hours. <laughs> so... <laughs> I mean, it's natural that we might feel a little bit warm. Um, I'm going to give it a 15. I um, okay. Well, I don't like the citrusy. Yeah. Okay. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was a little bit too citrusy for me. I I I don't like those like that. So I, I would give it a 15. How do you tell if it has citrus in it? It tastes lemony. Oh, it's lemony, and it, you can like when you. Like the puckering of yeah. the back. You can feel it right here. Like. Yeah, it's, it's so it's like a little high on the acidity, um, um, I would say. Oh, yes. But it's not lemon. It's grapefruit. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, it says fresh citrus aromas of grapefruit. and Oh, it is lemon. Grapefruit and lemon. Well, no, say no, it, does, it does me. taste lemony. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. They stand out on the nose. Light-bodied. Persistent and friendly on the palate. It'll be great in sangria. <laughs> no, no, I'm not gonna throw this one in the sangria. <laughs> no, this is not sangria not material. Hey, by the way, Bar Louis has great sangria. I didn't know that. I never had. It there. has a pineapple sangria that they have. You there. know what? I like them. Y'all know I like them, but I'm so sick of them because they're so overpriced to me. Really? I think that their prices are like fair. <laughs> we paid fifteen dollars for those nachos. We could have got that at Chacho's but for it was like, twelve bucks. Okay, there's we a difference between nachos. Nachos. Well, nachos is better, but. But those nachos are for two people, so so it's basically eight something. No, yeah, so seven fifty. Those nachos. I said what I said. <laughs> <laughs> the house is on price. <laughs> okay, but what's your score, Daniel? Um, I give it a twenty. I actually I like it. Um, I don't like it a lot. Mm-hmm. I do like um the crispness, crisp, crispness, crisp, 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 crispness. Please, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's a crispy. I don't know. Um, I do like that, and it is um, dry. Um, it is rather dry. It's dry. You like dry? I do. I like dry. I don't like... Um, Ain't she dry? This is true. Yeah. Shade. I got a, I got a feeling. <laughs> I, got, I got some feelings about this episode. Uh, oh, okay. Anyway, um, so yeah, um, what else was I going to say? You, you interrupted me in my motherfucking thought. Ow. Fuck you. You're talking about how dry it was. Whatever. I gave it a 20. Fuck it. Shit. <laughs> okay, I'm I'm gonna give it a 19. Why? Because lemony snicket. Because <laughs> the what? Lemony snicket. I don't know. I don't really like I don't like dry. It's 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 dry. Plus, I don't know if I love Savion Blanc. What is this, the one that we always like? The Kim Crawford. Yeah. This one is okay, though. I mean, it wasn't horrible. I definitely would drink it again. So it's all right. All you right. know what I think is so funny? Is that these wine bottles always say, make sure you're not trying to operate any machinery. Well, shit. <laughs> well, is it this microphone? It, we <laughs> failed. <laughs> We see we were fucking we were trying to fuck with that computer. <laughs> we were like, we can't do it. Oh All right, so make sure you check out our website, www.betweenusgirlspodcast.com. 
and we want to hear from you. So make sure that you send your questions, comments, and secrets to the bug podcast at gmail.com. Bye. <laughs>